0: And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All
1: right, folks. Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Uh, We have episode number 86 today, uh, Quantum Physics and Non-Duality with our guest Seth Kostik. And uh, you can check Seth out at sethkostik.com. Uh, you can check us out at MikeandMauriceMindEscape.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram at Mike underscore and underscore Maurice. Uh, we are also on Twitter at uh, Mike Escape. Um, and we are also on Facebook as well. Uh, what's going on, Seth? How are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good, Mike. How, how's everything over there?
1: Good, good. We finally uh, were able to figure this out. We were, you know, trying
2: We'll see how long the uh, connection lasts.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, these this new program we're using, it's just got all these little glitches, but hopefully we can get this thing smoothed out here and um, get to it. In fact, uh, we tried earlier with Maurice, and it wasn't working out well, and he had something else to do, so we thought we'd give it a shot, just you and I. But uh, I appreciate you uh, hanging in there and being patient.
2: Well, I, uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I love to talk about this stuff. This stuff is fascinating to me. So any chance I get to talk about it, um, I take that opportunity.
1: Sure. Um, so why don't you talk about a little bit how you got into this and your background and everything like that?
2: Okay. Uh, well, I think this all started when I was very young. Uh, I was very curious about the world. So I wanted to know what it was or what it's made out of or why we're here, you know, the big questions. So uh, the route that I took to figure this out was through science. So I became a scientist, I uh, went to Georgetown University, got an undergraduate degree in biology, and then from there uh, to the University of California, Berkeley, and got a PhD in molecular biology under Dr. Eva Nogales. So um, Eva's lab is really a biophysics lab. Um, where we studied electron uh, microscopy and use it to uh, construct three-dimensional models of different uh, protein structures in cells that are very hard to crystallize. So it's really hard to solve their structures in any other way. Now, when I was in science and... uh, in the lab, I was operating under what pretty much everyone operates under, the paradigm of material physicalism. So I was a logical positivist. I was a rationalist. I was believing that there is a physical material world out there that we are knowing, uh, and that consciousness was contained inside uh the body and produced inside the body so this is sort of the belief system that all scientists operate under and they they get that these beliefs from their world culture so um, science doesn't operate outside of world culture It, it operates within it and uh when you break out of that belief system when you see science and how it works Um, and what we're actually operating in, then you can really start to understand your circumstance. So I think the first thing most people don't understand is how science works. So if, and, and I didn't, when I was in graduate school, I did not understand it. I thought science, you know, there was a, there was a finite answer out there that you could solve and you'd have a theory of everything. Um, that is naive. That is, This does not work that way. And um, science seems to be operating under uh, a lot of false beliefs. So uh, they have some holdover from Darwin and Newton. They think that this is a physical material world where objects bang each other around a place, causing effects. Okay? And they don't understand the process they're using through science they don't understand that science transacts in beliefs concepts and models they mm-hmm. think it's transacting in facts and truths so you just have to. the first thing you have to do if you want to try to understand what this whole thing is you have to understand the tool that you're using to understand it so if you don't understand science and you're using that as a tool to understand the world or the content within experience, uh, you're going to totally fool yourself if you, if you have a misunderstanding of science. So the first thing is, is science transacts in beliefs. And most scientists will say, no, we don't. Okay, so right there, you have to understand what is the definition of belief. I mean, you can look it up on your phone right now.
0: Right, right.
2: Belief is the acceptance of a statement as is true, or that something exists. So now you have to step back and say, okay, wait a minute, this is profound. I didn't really realize that that's what the definition of a belief is because that means when you are in kindergarten and the teacher holds up, you know, this symbol and you look at it, it's like, oh, (laughs) this is the letter A. Right. This is a letter A and you accept that the state, that symbol, the letter A, is the letter
3: A, that's a belief.
1: Do you think that, um, we kind of are here, you know, like we're here now with, you know, classical physics and quantum physics being on kind of two separate planes. Do you think we're here because, um, of this material, you know, uh, physicalism kind of being taught in universities and like kind of what you're describing or do you think it's kind of like a loss of philosophy mixed in with it because if you look at how we got here basically you know you can trace it all the way back to the ancient greek philosophers the pre-socratics thales and uh, Aximander and Parmenides and all these guys talking about crazy metaphysical stuff and you kind of lose that through the time and then you get to you know Newton and all you know uh, Descartes and all those guys do you think that we're kind of losing the philosophical side of it and that's why we're kind of in a standstill in terms of you know where we are science wise right now
2: no see all of those things that you said everything you just talked about is content within experience mm-hmm what we're doing is ignoring the knowing of that content. Sure. So you are ignoring it because you're knowing experience through mind. So mind isn't the knowing of opposites. So I only know what this is by knowing that this is not that. Okay. This can never exist by itself. Right. It's made out of knowing that it's not that right. So content is made of knowing opposites. Now it's not this simple because a concept in and of itself can't do nothing. You need multiple concepts so they interfere and the squaring of finite potential gives the illusion of objects. So forget all that. (laughs) Just understand that you're knowing through the mind, you're knowing through these opposites everything is constructed um, by these opposites concepts are not thoughts in a brain Mm -hmm. concepts are what is described by quantum physics it's this is made out of knowing that it's not this you could never have it this here by itself they always come together they're made out of each other they're opposites like right now you have a field of view you're looking at it right right everything in your field of view is determined Right? Sure. So you're looking at a microphone in front of you, right? Yep. That's a determined object. Right. The space between the microphone and your lips is determined that there's no objects there. That's a void. So even the voids in front of you are determined. So in front of you, you have determined voids and determined objects. Now behind you, opposed to that, what's there? It's a blank, right? So right. everything in front of you is determined and everything behind you is undetermined. So we get back to two. You can never have something that's determined if there wasn't something undetermined. They're, they're, they're linked. Right. And notice that wherever your point of view goes, <laughs> the undetermined blank behind it is it's bound. It's topologically bound to it. So you, you turn around and You determine what's behind you, but then the behind you becomes undetermined. Sure. So you 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 can't get out of it It's it's there. They're, it's made out of each other. It's linked It's like I cannot touch the tip of this finger with the tip of this finger, right? <laughs> I can't do it. It's bound, right? So this is the thing that Consciousness knowing experience through each of us does not understand because when you have these opposites You cannot see what they're made out of because see, to know something limited, you, you have to have the illusion of limitation to know the limited. Something limited has the appearance of edges or bounds to it. It's, it's made into an object. Okay. Something that's unlimited has no boundaries to it.
1: Do you mean our, so you mean like our consciousness?
2: So yes, consciousness is the only thing that's here. It's not even a thing because it's unlimited. There's no bounds to it. So it's gonna be transparent. If you're knowing through the mind that is seeing limitations, and these limitations are made out of knowing opposites, then you
3: cannot see consciousness because it's infinite, it's transparent. It's that which is making the illusion of the opposites. So just like a paintbrush can paint a canvas, But it can't turn around and paint
2: itself. Right. So the thing that is knowing the content can never be an object of its own knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so this is why people are like, whoa, what is consciousness? Where is it? You're looking right at it. Right. The microphone in front of you is consciousness. You're just seeing it as something finite and existing outside of consciousness. but nothing exists this has been proven 90 years ago
1: well i mean lots of lots of people have tackled this right i mean throughout the years i mean it's the hard problem of consciousness for a reason and even people as smart as like you know sir roger pemrose and Stuart Hameroff are talking about microtubules in the brain and you know how that could you know
2: oh i know Stuart. he's been in our lab before i mean they even know each other so anybody anybody that deals with microtubules that's the lab that I was from. So Ava Nogales is the person that discovered the structure of tubulin. Sure. They all know her. <laughs> okay.
1: So what do you think then when, like, has, has, so you wrote, you wrote a paper. What, what's the name of your paper? I, I was actually reading a little bit of oh, it last night. okay. I, so,
2: uh. Let me see if I, I can remember. I, I wrote this into a paper, so, uh, to be published in a scientific journal. So the paper is going to be extremely hard for anybody to understand. So. Uh, it's very dense and then it's talking about things where the paper is not a proper format for this type of discussion You need a huge book sure <laughs> even a book is not the right way to do this so the, the proper way once you really realize what's going on here the proper way is a, a dialectic so you have to have a dialogue with a, and you have to do self you have to inquire so again, belief is mission critical to this whole thing. If you read that paper, if you read any paper, if you believe the words coming out of my mouth right now, Mm -hmm. you will be totally trapped. This is what traps you in this illusion. Sure. is accepting things as true instead of knowing truth itself. So to understand, to really grasp things, you have to know them. And there's only one way to know them, through experience. You have to test experience for yourself you have to inquire for yourself you can't just believe content that is put in front of you and this is the the whole game and is so,
1: your is your paper peer reviewed like have you had somebody no, look at no, this no no. no no
2: I sent it to be peer reviewed okay and, and uh, <laughs> they're like no this is this will destroy science it's not going to destroy science this is not um This is the fear of scientists. The scientists, see, they have a belief in rationality. Mm -hmm. They have a belief in um, physicality, of existence, of something existing outside of consciousness. They fear nonsense.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: They fear not uh, their rationality, okay? But their fears are not, um, they're not valid. So, you can still have a physics of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's possible. It's just that the paradigm that you use to contextualize all of your scientific results will shift from material physicalism to conscious singularity, where every apparent thing is made of, in and out of, consciousness. Which is what their theories are already saying. Right. If you ask quantum physicists, what is everything made out of? They will say, limited potential. Or um, they'll say something like Sean Carroll, um, who I love. You know, everybody's cool. I'm not picking on him. But he will say, you know, uh, people ask me what the electron is. And he'll say, it's a cloud of probability in space-time. So the issue is, is the... In space time, no, space time is a concept that occurs within consciousness. Consciousness does not occur inside of space time. The electron is a cloud of probability. That's all it is. There's nothing to it other than probability. So if everything is probability, then there is only probability here, that's it. They're already saying everything is infinite potential. That's what they're saying. If every every single piece of matter or whatever, the thing that you think is physical and material is probability, then that's all that's here. That's it. It's just that when you undergo the activity of making these opposites, right? this is probability over here made out of knowing that it's not this probability over here. This probability has the illusion of something finite. Like if I want to make the number one the number one appears as a finite object. And it's made out of knowing that a one is not a two, a one is not a three, a one is not a four, a one is not a five, a one is not every other number. So you've got a f- illusion of something finite, a conceptually finite set of potential here, made out of knowing that it is not an infinite set of potential. Okay, but now this infinite set of potential is a conceptual infinity. It's mm-hmm. not an actual infinity, because the actual infinity is both of these things. See, the actual infinity is the knowing, that is knowing the finite, and knowing the infinite. So, the, that's the actual infinite. What we do, then, is we pay attention to these opposites, because we can't pay attention to something that is unlimited the unlimited thing that is informing the illusion of these limitations. We cannot see it, we cannot grasp it. It's not understandable. Even this infinite set is not understandable to us. It's transparent because it's not limited. And
3: this should be obvious because if you have in math class, if you accept that one minus infinity, you still you still get infinity, right? Right. Y- y- you
2: subtract 1 from infinity there's still infinity so it's just that the actual infinity contains limits that appear finite like a 1 and limits that are conceptual infinite sets okay and this is i don't even know where we're going with this but <laughs> but but this is the this is the trick of how everything is formed because see then If I want to know what a one is, so this concept, since there's not a one here standing by itself, it's literally made of knowing that it's not all these other numbers, okay? So I've got a thing that's got two parts here. I've got one not equals one. Mm -hmm. Okay, does that make sense? Does that statement make sense? No, it makes no sense at all.
3: One not equals one,
2: (laughs) I I will tell you, uh, you know, uh, go and grab one not equals one chocolates right now. You can, you don't know what I'm talking about. It right. makes no sense. It's a infinite statement that has both the illusion of finite and every other number. So, in order to make this concept appear to stand outside of consciousness, because it's just made out of consciousness. You just have knowing a one and knowing that it's not, not one. Mm-hmm. So in order to make that appear to stand outside of consciousness, you gotta multiply that concept with another concept. So this is the Born rule in uh, uh, quantum
3: physics. Sure. Squared. You know,
2: square, so if this is potential, and I square it, it's the illusion of limited potential, I square that potential.
0: Right.
3: I get a one. I get an object that looks like it is determined. But it's,
2: there's nothing to it other than The knowing of concepts that are composited together. So all that one is made out of is still knowing. It just looks like it's a real thing there.
1: Now when you, did you, was this like an epiphany that you had or was this like an ongoing thing that you've been researching or how did you come to these conclusions?
2: (laughs) Well, uh, after I left, so again, you know, at some point um, you got to fish or cut bait right so at some point i realize i'm I'm, you know i'm literally looking at through microscopes you know down into at single i mean i i studied rna polymerase so um i am you're literally looking at like single molecular engines right i'm all the way looking way down in there and at some point i'm realizing like i am never going to figure out what all this stuff is made out of and why we're here and all by pursuing um, uh, science in this way. It's sure. just not, it's, it's not, I, I was like, okay, I will just publish some papers and maybe I'll learn a little bit of, you know, how human beings believe um, cells work and things like that. But I won't actually find out. Right. You know? So I, when I had that epiphany, I was like, okay, I need to do something else. So I just decided to go into business. Um, I was successful in that, and when I bought my house, I just had this huge house, and I had everything I could ever want, and uh, just kind of sit there and say, well, now what do I really want? And the thing that I wanted most was to figure out how the double slit experiment actually works, because okay. nothing, uh, nothing that anyone uh, has written about it so far makes any sense. Sure um and so that's what i did i spent four years every night i just come back to my house my empty house i still have no furniture in here this is like the only furniture i have so <laughs> i would just come back and read papers and study and study and then i started performing the double study experiment myself with lasers and stuff and she really kind of thinking about this and then one day yeah i had a breakthrough
1: Can you see the diagram? This is from your website I pulled up. Um, I don't know if it's showing it on your end or not.
2: No, Uh, I don't see it, but
1: I know my paper. Okay, so it's the one where, um, you know, the physical, the the lights mediating off the, or, uh, you know, the the, the lights bouncing off the object, which is, you know, in our visual realm. And then you've got the other side with the lasers and the, um, uh, yeah.
2: So, essentially, you know, the double-slit experiment, what you're doing is you, again, we have this topology problem, right? So, if I want to figure out what touching is, but I only have the tip of this finger, right? Right. I cannot, I cannot investigate touching the tip of this finger with the tip of this finger. It's impossible. I have to touch something else, right? So vision, like we said before, you have a visual field in front of you. That is determined. And now you have an undetermined
3: blank behind you. So there's a topology there. To understand how vision works, you're
2: gonna have to take that blank behind you and put it in your visual field. So in order to do that, you got a you phone, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. See here. So here. Okay, so here you can see. Well, right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm holding up objects. Light is bouncing off of those objects. Right. And traversing space time, being captured by the camera and being displayed on the screen, right? Right. So I've got objects, I've got light, I've got a perceiver. And I can, oh my God, I can see the perception the perceiver is perceiving. Right. Which I can't do if I just got myself here.
1: Sounds like a Dr. Seuss novel.
2: Yeah, so what, <laughs> we're, so what we're able to do here is to break that typology and then we have all the elements of visual perception right, right in front of us. And now we can then look at what's happening. Does image formation does it occur from light interacting with undetermined objects? Mm
3: -hmm. That's
2: what you are able to do with this little system. Now the problem is these fingers, they're determined. Right. Because they're in my field of view. So what I have to do is figure out how to make an undetermined object right here, shine light on it, and then look at the image that's produced. So, if I take an undetermined object, so if I had uh, two fingers holding, let's just say these two fingers were undetermined. Right. Right? And I shine light on them, I should see two fingers on the screen. If I see 12 fingers, I know light shining on undetermined objects does not determine them. Because 12 fingers does not determine two. You would not know which of the 12 fingers, the two fingers, uh, represent the two finger objects. Right. Okay, so that's what the double-slit experiment is telling you. You have two slits. Two slits. You can't determine which slit the light goes through. Right. You shine light on it, and you get 12 slit images. So shining light on an undetermined object does not determine it. Right. So you are not seeing the field of view that you have right now. You are not seeing it from light interacting with those objects going into your eyes and knowing an image of it right. because if you were then the double-slit the double-slit, ex- the, the double-slit experiment proves that <laughs> that light does not determine on, uh, undetermined objects and then when you really look into it then
3: you say okay what's there in this double-slit experiment determination is happening because if i if i look
2: to see which slit the light goes through, I get a determined image. If if I set up a system where I can know which slit the light goes through, then I've determined an image. The image no longer is a distribution distribution of lines. It's two lines.
1: Do you think it for the double slit experiment, obviously they they blast the electrons, but do you think it's possible to upscale that to larger objects do you think it it would work the same way okay
2: they have so they they they, you can do it with anything okay um
1: i know that because i've i've read some stuff on that too but i think it's considered woo woo in some areas
2: yeah yeah i just need to say something about woo woo so
1: (laughs) could go preach on i mean we do a lot of woo woo stuff on here but we also do a lot of academic stuff too so we have a little bit of a balance going on but Okay,
2: so again, and this gets back to what science is, right? So you have three main, again, so, okay, let's back up. So you've got beliefs here. Right. Scientists don't see that their field is working with beliefs, but it is, because science is an epistemological modality. Mm -hmm. There are three main ones, religion, philosophy, and science. Right. So these modalities... They don't look at facts and truths. They are trying to, um, epistemology, in case you know people don't understand what that is, it's the investigation right, of what is justified belief right. versus opinion. So this is why epistemology is huge, because if all we have are beliefs, if everything is a statement that you have accepted, then we need to figure out which beliefs are, are valid. Because if we don't know which beliefs are valid, then we'll be living our entire apparent life under some delusion. Right. Okay, so science is one of the three epistemologies. It's dealing in beliefs. It does not deal in facts and truths. So religion justifies belief with belief. Right. That's what it does. Okay, so when you are a scientist, okay, well, let's go through the three. So religion justifies belief with belief. Logic justifies belief with rationality. I'm mm-hmm. log- sorry. Philosophy justifies belief with rationality or logic. Right. And science justifies belief with experience.
3: So now, a scientist hearing a statement and saying, this is woo woo. Did they do an experiment to come to that conclusion?
1: No. They're just basing no, they, it off of previous. They just practice yeah. what?
2: Did they practice science? No. Did they no. practice philosophy? No. What did they practice? What did they just practice?
1: Epistemology.
2: No religion. They oh. Religion.
1: Oh, I get. Never mind. I got They're confused with. They're saying by... this is woo woo. Right, 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 right.
2: Based on what? The belief that it's woo woo.
1: So yeah, I mean I, I, I've heard that before that you know like a lot of people talk about that how science is basically just the religion of reality basically you know or or the the, the idea that for sure the the um the future is going to behave the same way as the past kind of a thing you know that somewhere in that realm
3: Well no see
2: science it's 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 there's a you have to have some subtlety and nuance. So science, it's got it starts with these beliefs, and it performs logically constrained tests of them. Mm-hmm. And then you write down your interpretation of what happens within it, the actuality of experience. Somebody reads your scientific paper, and now they have another belief because accepting a statement, even if it's a scientific paper, is the Definition of belief. So it starts with beliefs, processes stuff, you get a belief out. So it only works with beliefs. But isn't beliefs it's... are special because they're justified via experience.
1: But isn't this the idea, too? That, I mean... What we know to be certain today is probably not going to be certain. People are going to look hundreds of years from now and be like, oh, they thought that. You know, like even the way we look at Newton and his idea of gravity is not our idea of gravity today. That kind of a thing.
2: So, no, what you just said is what people believe. The, the, what we know is uncertain. So the knowing is certain because it's infinite potential. Right. The content that we're knowing is uncertain. I mean, yeah, I was just because talking about limited. like like Thomas no, but,
1: Thomas Kuhn's idea of like paradigm shifts and scientific revolutions and that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. So but this is exactly it. So the content is uncertain because it's limited potential. It's always going to change. It is relative. It 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 is it is not the actual. It's okay. not what's really here. What's really here is the knowing. The sure. knowing all that content is what's actual. If the mass of the microphone sitting in front of you is conceptual, you know this because it's relative. Right. Mass is not the same. If you accelerate to near the speed of light, that thing is going to get really massive. Mm-hmm. So it's not one mass. It's not a fixed thing. It is a relativistic construct that you're making. Not you, Mike, you, the consciousness that is knowing the concepts that constitute Mike. Right. And so what you've done is you've confused Mike for who you are, but you're not, you're consciousness.
1: Right. And, but in that regard, then, would we all, that's what you're saying by non duality, like then we are all consciousness, we are all the same thing.
2: There is only consciousness here. Okay. Con- consciousness ignores its infiniteness. To know something fine
1: so then what would you say the reason is for this illusion of you know separation or duality or whatever you want to say
2: well there isn't any you just are fooling yourself that there is
1: gotcha but that's what i'm there's, saying like why from, from like a biological state i know you know where we're going with this obviously but i just want to understand um how you would arrive at that from an understanding like biologically of how we work or you're saying that that doesn't matter. And it's really just this other it, thing.
2: Uh, biologically how we work is a little fairy tale that consciousness has invented. Okay. Now the invention of it isn't like some,
1: um, I mean, I look, I understand, like, it's, it's, language, like, we've created language, and language, we're just adding titles to things that aren't real, like, we've invented everything that we know to be true, basically, you know, like, the concept of seeing something and whatever, the experience, I understand that, you know, but I, I was just curious um, on, on, I mean, I guess, I, mean, I, I understand your your take on this. I'm just trying to understand it. How you arrived at this, I guess is what I'm trying to figure out.
2: So how you arrive at it is when you look at the double slit experiment and you realize that light shining on objects does not determine them, but determination is occurring. Mm -hmm. Then now you have to figure out how it actually is determined, how, how, once you prove that you're not seeing objects, from light shining on them, then you've got to figure out how are you seeing them because you are seeing them. Right. I mean, you cannot deny that you're seeing what look like objects to you.
1: But
0: so how? So how, how
2: is that actually occurring?
1: How did you That's... arrive at that? I guess is what like did you do so, thought experiments or like are you thinking like what would happen if there was no light or like something no, along just, the?
2: You, you just write it down. So you you say okay, in this double slit experiment, I go from a determined image of two lines, right, to an undetermined image of 12 or 36 lines, an interference pattern, right? Okay, so what you've gotta figure out is, how did that happen? How did that switch? How does that switch between two lines and 12 lines? Right. Okay, okay, so then what do you have there? So you have, the only thing that's there is, you got a photon, you just write this down, I got a photon, okay. I've got a slit that's known, and I've got a slit that's unknown. Right. So if I have two slits and I, shine light to it, I have unknown slit. If I have one slit, or I can determine which slit, I have unknown slit. So then you realize, okay, you've you've written these three things down. You've written known slit, you've written unknown slit, you've written photon, and now you start to realize, okay, what is a known slit? What is it? It is made of knowing that it's not unknown slit. Oh, these thi- this thing that I thought was a thing, a existent object, is a concept.
1: So it's, it's- almost like these two things are just ba- like canceling each other out, basically.
2: So, no, so wait. So you, 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 you figure out that known slit and unknown slit is a concept. Right. Now let's look at the second thing that you've written down. You've written down photon. That's the only other thing there. Okay. Well, now if a concept is made out of these opposites, there's gotta be an opposite to the photon. You only could see the photon because you don't even pay attention to what not photon is. Right. Oh, okay. So I will take photon, not photon, and make that into a concept. Now, you see, the photon isn't a thing. It is a concept. It A photon is limited potential that is made out of knowing that it's not, not photon. Mm-hmm. So now, when you look at image formation, you say, "Oh, okay. So, how is this image formed?" When you multiply these concepts together, when you multiply an unknown slit times a photon, right? You get a unknown distributed line pattern. Sure. It's, okay, so this is what everything's made out of. These concepts. That's what that's what you figure out.
1: So. I mean, how so then when you look at like the universe, then does is consciousness then, you know, because there's some people, you know, pantheism and all these different theories and if everything is one and Hindu, you know, beliefs. And, and so I guess what I'm what I'm asking is, how does this relate to the universe or does it does this consciousness that's just one thing? arise biologically for things that are biological or is it something that is encompassed or encoded within the entire universe uh
2: no see the entire universe occurs inside of consciousness okay it's made of it so again so this is kind of like have
1: you ever heard of um and and i'm sorry to cut you off but i read a book i think it's called bios yeah biocentrism by dr robert lanza and Mm -hmm. his theory is kind of similar but it's not about like non-duality and stuff it's more about how consciousness arise through biology and that the only you know, like the universe exists basically because we exist
2: yeah i understand what people are saying by all that but they're, they're missing the whole thing
1: okay well i'm <laughs> so trying to con- understand consci-
2: <laughs> yeah so
3: consciousness
2: doesn't arise It's all that's here. It's been here forever, and it can't go anywhere. And because that's all there, it's all that's here. And it's dimensionless. It has no dimensions to it. There's no. It's unlimited. So that which is infinite has no limitations. There's no edge to it or anything. It's infinite. It's transparent. It's Hmm. always been here. It's always in the now. It's knowing. It's that's what's happening. So what's happening is this consciousness when it starts undergoing this activity of mind, making these opposites, and they multiply each together, it makes the illusion of finite interference products, but it also makes the illusion of infinite interference products. So the Born rule states, you know, when you square um, finite limited potential, you get the illusion of an object, but you're also multiplying the infinite sets, which you cannot grasp. So if I multiply, you know, um, one times two, you are just looking at a one and a two, and then you say, oh, I get a two out. Right. (laughs) That's not what's happening. You're multiplying one not equals one times
3: two not equals two. So in that multiplication, you get four products out. You get a one,
2: Right. Times two equals a two. You get a one times not equals two, which equals not equals two. But you can't grasp what a not equals two is. Right. It's infinite. It's transparent to you, so you don't even see it. Right. You get a not equals one times a two, which again is infinite. You cannot see it, so you just ignore that. You get a not equals one times a not equals two. So you just can't. You just there's not even there. So the only thing you see from well, one net equals one times two not equals two is the two. That's all you see. So, likewise, when you multiply these concepts, that consciousness is knowing, you get a universe. You're looking at a finite product set, but there are three more sets that you're not, you're not seeing because they're infinite. You're not grasping them. They're there, but if you say the finite the fundamental the the two fundamental concepts so again this thing is infinite so consciousness can abstract itself into every single possibility there is you sum these conceptual possibilities up into two separate concepts so now these things are stacks of some potential and when Mm -hmm. you multiply them together you get universe so if these two summed stacks of potential if I call one the concept of knowing not equals knowing and the concept of being not equals being when I multiply these things together I get the universe which is
3: knowing being and I get something else that's knowing not equals being and then I get something else
2: not equals knowing being And then I get something else, not equals knowing, not equals being. Mm -hmm. So the universe, the, the thing that you
3: can see is this illusion of finite content. Antimatter, which is not equals being times knowing, is being that's there that you can't know. And then dark energy, well, this is not equals knowing, not equals being. It's not
2: being anything that you can't know. Right. And dark matter is being there that you can't know. So it's this is why you're never going to find dark matter or dark energy as an object because they are infinite. They're right here. They're right on top of you right now. At you're, you're the whole the whole infinite singularity, you're looking right at it right now. It's just that you've limited every single concept. You've you've limited by knowing through the illusion of Mike, you have limited it because a Mike is knowing that it's not not Mike. Notice that your perspective, no other perspective has your perspective, right? Because they're made out of knowing that they're not you. So nobody can ever have your point of view. And by definition, since this is an infinite singularity, there has to be a Mike here. Because if there wasn't, then this thing wouldn't be infinite, so congratulations. <laughs> you are the whole thing
1: so <laughs> in in that regard, then what does this mean? like so you know, we just talked a little bit basically about you know you were talking about like ontology, basically with the being not being kind of a thing. How does this play into what's like what's the point, what's the purpose like what what do you think's going on then okay. or is so, there or is purpose something that we just subscribe to that
2: we don't have? Yeah, really- the, the, the truth is that the the real – there is – you have to have the illusion of finite to have meaning or anything. You can make up meaning for mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. You can know any meaning for your life that you want. This thing that consciousness is is so far beyond meaning. It's the most meaningful thing that there could be. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It, it's not logical. It's beyond logic. It, it takes logic and it's like – Right. This thing is—it's infinite. People do not have an understanding of what infinite is. They think infinite means really large. No, infinite means unlimited. Anything. It can do anything, and it is doing everything.
3: And so, the, so
2: there is no meaning, and the only thing—the only meaning that I can really—if I'm looking at what is here, right, I'm looking at finite objects or the illusion of finite objects, right. But what's really here is the infinite. So what's going on? I am ignoring the infinite. So the meaning or the purpose or the intent seems to be to ignore myself, to have a diversion from the infinite. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look up what a game is, it's an engagement, something engaged as a diversion or for amusement. Mm-hmm. So you're in some sort of game here. You're ignoring yourself so that you can see something that appears to be other than yourself. And I can only assume that, yeah, uh, being infinite and uh, existing for eternity, or not existing, being in eternity forever, never, 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 never. Um, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna wanna do some other things. So you're gonna wanna play these games.
1: So do you think that that's why in religion you have this idea, you know, there's some, you know, esoteric stuff too, that talks about how, um, you know, we are all one or we are all God and created fractals of himself. And even Gnosticism talks about being trapped in this body as a piece of this bigger one thing, kind of a thing. Do you think that there's something to that? Or do you think it's not really like that at all? Or what's your, what's your, uh, take on all that?
2: No, uh, you're God,
1: right? So, so that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so okay. So, let's say I, I, I die. So then, does it, ever the show goes on and it's just you know, so business as dying? usual, but it's not me. Because
2: when you say I die, who's so dying?
1: okay. So, so we talked about this. My, so I,
2: the content is dying. Right. The content will go away. Right. right? It'd be bored. But the I that's knowing that content. All there is here. So you can't go anywhere. That's what I'm
1: saying. So if I were to die, my consciousness would live on. Would I then have the information encoded in that? Or would that be something that just dissipates when I die?
2: So information is knowing that it's not not equals information, right? Right. So something that is in formation, it's formed. It's finite. Right. So something that's not formed is infinite. You are this infinite, non-informed thing. Right. It. This is the this fist here is the illusion of information. It's it's consciousness that's infinite, but this infinite is taking a. It looks like it's taking a form because I'm ignoring the unlimited part mm. and just to paying attention to the limits. So information is. What your you know when you're when you have your field of view, you are creating in formation. You are taking infinite consciousness, which is infinite, transparent. It's the blank behind you right now, right? The blank behind you right. is out out of formation,
3: right? It's occurring. There's something back there. It's it is, but it's not informed. It's
2: there. It's transparent. But when I turn around and I look at it now, I inform it. Mm -hmm. so information is just arises from this little game this game of playing that one is not not equals one this little game of knowing opposites creates the illusion of information so you just go back to being infinite consciousness which has no form which is all knowing
1: so that's what basically you could say consciousness is god then because that's what um People yes. have described God as since the beginning, which is omnipotent, you know, all-knowing, yeah. ever-present, you know, the Alpha, the Omega, you know, all that.
2: the The reason why I don't like to use the word God, well, well, yeah, because several, several reasons. Because I was an atheist for my whole life, so it's just weird to me to say it. And then two. People have a cartoon notion of God. Yeah, God like, like is Zeus,
1: not... like a Zeus character sitting up in the, in the clouds, looking down.
2: Yes, and then these um, I don't know these, these crazy international or what do they call themselves? The uh, intellectual dark web. You know, these guys yeah. they get up there and they do the exact thing that they hate other people doing: is they strawman some religious person's notion of God. They'll say well, you believe God is a guy with a beard and in, in this cartoon version of God, and then they say, well, you're ridiculous for believing that. No, that is ridiculous. I don't think people with a serious, sophisticated, again, you can't have an understanding of God. There's no understanding of it. But people who understand it can point and say, yeah, God is this infinite thing. There, It's not a cartoon. It is not anything that could be limited to anything. So you'll see these atheists get up there and say, well, show me a God, show me this bearded guy in the sky. It's like, no, you're, 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 you're totally dismissing something um, and, and mischar- you're mischaracterizing the other person's statements and then you're saying those statements are, are stupid. No, understand what they're trying to tell you and mm-hmm. then analyze it. They're doing the exact thing that they hate. Right. When Richard Dawkins says, yeah, point God out to me, it's like, you're staring right at him. Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, I I don't understand every, that. Every, everything you're looking at is God. There's nothing other than God here. This the is only, the, everything, yes. The, the only thing he, I
1: don't hey. understand about his arguments, too, is that he believes in evolution, but it's like, what would the purpose of evolution be if it's constantly moving in a direction? And I get that this doesn't really have anything to do with what we're talking about right now, but just that something's trying to survive. Why is it trying to survive? Why is it going in one direction? Like, what would the point be? You know, like, so. Yeah. They when,
2: use meaninglessness when it suits them. Right. So they'll say, like, yeah, there is no teleology. There's no point. It's just doing this thing. It's right. meaningless. But then they want to say life has this meaning. Or Lawrence Krauss. <laughs> Lawrence
1: Krauss gets me to nothing, you know, something from nothing, like that kind of stuff. I just can't. No, no. Yeah. The, the,
2: the, the idea that there's nothing here is false, nothing is a concept. It's nothing not equals nothing.
0: Right. You,
2: what is making nothing? There has to be something to make nothing. You, you, the thing that's making nothing is not a thing. That's the problem. It's not an object that you can grasp so you don't see it. It's the being that is consciousness, that is knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. And how does it know that there's a nothing? Because it knows what not, not nothing is. It's making a nothing out of knowing that it's something. So, so this nothing something is a concept. It's occurring in consciousness. You don't get being out of nothing. Being is already being. It's already knowing. It's a knowing being.
1: So, what about like um, altered conscious states? So, like you know, you obviously come from a background in biology. I don't know if you're familiar with the recent studies with inducing or inducing cardiac arrest in rats and then uh, um, producing dimethyltryptamine in their brains, not just in their pineal glands, um, you know, like stuff like that, like um, serotonin stuff playing off the 5-HTP, or 5-HTP, a 2A receptor, and that kind of stuff, also near-death experiences. You know, what do you think is going on there? Do you think it's you're getting a glimpse of what losing this built-in pareidolia or built-in illusion or something along those lines
2: well so you're knowing an infinite number of limited potential right now you're knowing all these concepts right and so you're extreme you're in order to know anything finite you have to limit it so this limiting activity that consciousness is doing right is making you seem extremely limited now if you do psychedelics or uh, practice meditation. You start removing limits, or you flip, you flip them so that the finite limits that are interfering with you. Now you have the infinite limit set on the other side. So remember, one was a finite set, not hmm. equals one was an infinite set. If I flip this concept so that now the infinite set is interacting with all the other limits that you're knowing, well now that's transparent to you. The one, the little one, is now you're not, you're ignoring it. And mm-hmm. you're paying attention to the infinite set, which doesn't limit you. Mm-hmm. It's it starts to unlimit you. So the more limits you can take off, which this is what's opening the mind up, is right. But be careful; it's it's infinite in there. <laughs> you're hiding from your, You're hiding from yourself on purpose. So once right. you start opening up that mind, and you start seeing how unlimited this is, it's going to scare the shit out of you.
1: That's what people describe under, you know, I've done other psychedelics. I've never tried DMT, but people that do DMT talk about kind of this, you know, kind of what you're talking about. It's almost like a lifting of the veil or, you know, a lot of people talk to these entities when they're in there. Like, could these entities just be other illusions that you are, you know, like maybe the, the, the dude behind the game for somebody else or something along those lines you know
2: yeah so the problem is is that i can't understand consciousness as an object i Mm. i can't understand it so just like you have the universe which is a conceptual interference of a finite set it's like i can grasp this okay now the three other infinite sets once you start unlimiting yourself i don't know like do you go into one of these other three sets of potential? Do you go into the infinite potential? What part of... Are you seeing part of... my mon- I don't need... You know, I don't know. I have no clue. Like, right. once you start going infinite, uh, all bets are off. I do not... Uh, I cannot grasp it as an object to know anything about it that I could tell you. Because all these words are finite constructs. They're not... These words... The, the the image that you're knowing and the words coming out of my mouth and the thoughts that you're knowing right now are all content. They're just like one frame in a celluloid movie and you're knowing that one frame and then you're knowing the next frame and then you're knowing the next frame. They're not like, there's not an independent thinker here thinking thoughts. Right. It's all, one, it's all in one frame. And so the frame that we use to describe this is Planck's constant. Planck's constant is your... Frame. It's your, it's your quantum of action. It is the, it is the, um, that what you've termed the interference. So this whole universe, everything finite that you can see in it, is Planck's constant. You're seeing it at one Planck's constant at a time, one Planck length time. I don't know how do you want to say, yeah. but you're just seeing this frame, okay? All other frames are currently occurring, but you are limited yourself from viewing them. You do not see them because you are knowing limitation. You're not being unlimited, You can't see everything. And then when you are unlimited, you're not able to see them as things because you're infinite and you, the infinite can only know the infinite. The infinite cannot know the finite. you only know the illusion of finite that
1: actually makes sense because when people come back from DMT trips like we've interviewed a lot of people that have gone deep down the DMT uh, rabbit hole and also I've interviewed a lot of people that have had near death experiences one of which including my mom who passed away for three minutes uh, giving birth to one of my sisters um, and claims to have seen you know family members and stuff like that and um, they all describe this kind of state is you can't really describe it like there's there's no words so
2: it's not it's not limited
1: right so that would make sense in terms of what you're saying because since we make up these constructs with words and you know ideas and different things that when you experiencing not having that you can't really describe it because it's uncharted territory basically
2: Yet yeah, it's just the, mechan- the mechanics of knowing finite don't allow you to do that. So mm. the, the real craziness of it, the real thing that you, you can awaken from this, you can be looking right at your screen right now, seeing it as a screen and seeing yourself as a human and seeing these images. You can flip that and you can see it as infinite consciousness itself you can stop paying attention to the limiting activity and pay attention to the thing that is creating that limiting activity and see through the concepts because the concepts are just made out of knowing right they're just made out of knowing of opposites they're 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 vaporware they're they're not actually there they're conceptually there and so you're just looking at all this and you can just flip it and see it as infinite consciousness and when that happens that will scare the shit out of you you will be like (laughs) oh my god There was never, ever a difference between the physical material world and the consciousness knowing it. It was always the same thing, and this thing that I'm looking at is myself. It is what I always was, and there never was a little separate (laughs) Seth sitting here. I was always this thing, the whole time. Right. And that is a huge shocker for people that just cannot... It's just very hard
1: to accept. So, yeah, because it seems like to understand what you're saying, which I kind of think I have a tenuous grasp on right now, but <laughs> um, it's almost like you have to unlearn everything you knew to know this. And Correct. I thought the last great truth was, I think, therefore I am, you know, Descartes' cogito. But it seems like you take a step back from that even, and it's, I, I, I'm, there's nothing. It's, it's knowing that there's nothing in that the only thing there is is consciousness and even though i think therefore i am i am not one thing i am everything
2: yeah i i would have loved to have been there with Descartes the to actually right know what he was actually saying i think things get lost in i mean that was in french right so or well yeah latin. i mean i, I, I wrote I, it in latin and then it was translated Th- this is the thing is yeah. when he's saying i think therefore i am i don't think he means think okay and i no one can really debate this because he's not around so right. i think what he's saying is i am therefore i am so again where does that come from yeah i mean i've read that's his in, that's, that's in the bible there
1: guys. yeah i've, I've read med- his meditations and um he was also fascinated with a, he like built i think an automaton when that was kind of unheard of you know back in the day because he lost his daughter i believe she died at an early age and he tried to make an automaton to kind of recreate so i think he was fascinated with consciousness in general
2: ray Kurzweil all over again yeah oh yeah yeah exactly his dad died he's trying to recreate him so what do you think
1: about that i mean i know you have your theory and stuff but what do you think about possibility of simulation theory or that We can you def- have
2: to understand. I mean, actually, this is going to be episode seven, so I'm going to make an episode on what a simulation is right. versus what an illusion is. So, right. So here's the thing, and and this is something that you just have to start doing. Look up the definitions to everything you say, because when you say a simulation, you don't even know what you're saying. Right. When someone says this is an illusion. I think most people think that they are saying it's not really here. It's a phantom.
1: Well, I no, think for simulation...
2: Illusion, illusion does not mean phantom. Right. It means misinterpretation. So you're looking at the thing. The thing is really there. It's just that you're interpreting it incorrectly.
1: Well, for simulation to be a simulation, there has to be the actual version of that thing first, right? So
2: Correct. So a simulation is a mimic. Right. It is not the
1: thing that it's simulating. Right, so can illusion I, would be a better word to, when trying to describe...
2: Well, it can get confusing. Our, yeah. Because you could have... It, it can get confusing. So let's just look at a flight simulator. So there's a little box on the ground with a joystick. Mm-hmm. That is simulating a real flying airplane, right? Right. The box and the joystick is not the plane. It's not... They're two different things. One is mimicking the other, but one is not the other. Right. Now, an illusion would be you're in the plane, and you're really flying it, and you think it's a plane, but what's really there is knowing. Mm. What's really there is consciousness. Mm-hmm. You're, mis- you're misinterpreting the plane and the experience. You're misinterpreting consciousness for that finite stuff so an illusion and a simulation are not the same thing and so just notice this i mean how many simulations are going on right now i mean there's probably some dude training how to drop bombs on syria in some flight simulator right 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 you're not knowing that why not because you have to bring your knowing to the simulation
0: Mm -hmm.
2: if you take put vr gear on right now you are already knowing knowing is occurring you you put the VR gear on and then you know the simulation but the knowing is never simulated the knowing is prior to content the knowing is all is all there is so <laughs> you can't simulate knowing right the knowing and this is this is the this is what people don't understand they think that this is some sort of simulation <laughs> no, it's an illusion. It is what it is. It is knowing. That's all that's here, but you're misinterpreting it.
1: The interesting thing I think about this your theory um which I mean I obviously there's people have had different versions of something similar in the past and whatever, but your specific one is interesting because it can apply no matter what they discover or what they find, this could be applied as truth. Even no matter what we discover, so let's say we discover the many worlds theory is true, or that um, we find different, ele- you know, different, you know, laws that didn't apply before, or something crazy within the universe. What you're stay- saying could still be true because it's all predicated on consciousness.
2: Well, so like the many worlds is very funny to me. So this would have to be an existent world, right? Uh-huh. So in the mini-world theory, I've never talk, heard anyone say that they don't think this is a physical material world, right? Uh-huh. So, they, so they're saying that there's a, these mini-worlds out there. No, this is not even a world. So you can't have many worlds This is not a world. It is consciousness. You're looking at consciousness. Now, the mini-world theory is, is close, but it's not. It's, it, they've missed, they've missed it. They, it. This is not a world. You're looking at conceptual interference, and you're taking that to be a world. And the other issue with the many worlds is, like, they say it branches off, right? Mm -hmm. No. No, these things don't branch Right now, it's pre-branched. Every possibility that could ever occur is occurring simultaneously right now. Mm. It's all happening. It's just that you're ignoring those. Okay? So, uh, there is no, like, wave function collapse, so they got that part right. You're just flipping concepts in and out of um, the com- the composition uh, of them with well, each other. Well, and was, you're taking that to be what's occurring. Well,
1: I was going to say, like, let's apply this idea that this is a game or an illusion to specifically this universe. We could all be illusions of one person's game, and then the other worlds could be illusions of other people's games. So you and I could be the same person within this universe but maybe in another universe, there's a whole different set of people. Does that make sense or no? Um,
2: I will say no. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, okay. So, so, so to me, it's like there's only consciousness. Right. But there's I'm saying... one Infinite consciousness is knowing every single perspective simultaneously, all at the same time.
1: But in one of the many worlds theories, let's say... The consciousness is different, or a different version of that conscious. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's variability, var- variables within that idea. I, I'm just getting crazy here, but I was. Yeah,
2: just... no, I understand. But see, that's the thing: is that there aren't different versions of consciousness. You okay. don't have your own consciousness, and Seth doesn't have his own consciousness. Right. There's not a Seth consciousness. And a no, I
1: understand that. I'm saying you and I are the same person within this universe. But let's say there's another thousand million bubbles out there infinite bubbles that it's those are the same consciousness though yeah oh so that's what i'm saying though there's no possibility that it could be different consciousnesses programmed to each one of those okay
2: because consciousness is infinite right and if there were two consciousnesses one would have to end where the other begins right so it would limit the other one
1: that's true. Yeah, No, that so makes you sense. Can't,
2: you can't have two consciousnesses because they would limit each other. Right. You, there's distinguishment there, so no, there's only consciousness. Okay. And this is what the brain, or not the brain, the mind. When consciousness is knowing through the mind, it can only see things in terms of opposites. It cannot see the infinite totality. This is why when you, when somebody says, "Yeah, where's God?" It's the whole thing. There's nowhere it's not. That's why you can't see it. Mm -hmm. If there was a place where God wasn't, then you could could stand on that point and then point to God. See, you can't point to God because it's all that's here. And the mind can't take that. It can't understand that. It does not. Do you you think that's
1: why we search for, you know, metaphysical things and paranormal things and like, you know, UFOs and ghosts and... Uh, it's fun these are fun things right they're they're fun right but do you think that that theories are fun do you think that it's it's, fun game it's us trapped in with you know trapped within this thing knowing that there's more but looking for more within this thing is i guess is what i'm asking um
2: here's the thing is that it's not a trap so just think of yourself in a prison Mm mm-hmm but the prison door is it's open and it's been open for 30 years and you've been serving a 30 year prison sentence. Mm-hmm. But the, the prison door has been open the whole time. Mm-hmm. But you've just been sitting in your cell. <laughs> so you're not trapped. You can walk out any time you want. Right. Okay, and that's that's the craziness of it. There's, there's no, nothing trapped there. So now the, the thing is, is that your true nature, what you really are, is not a mic. You're not limited to being a mic. You're really infinite. So you're always like, why am I never fulfilled by any object? Right. I can throw I – have, I have infinity over here. I can throw a one into it, a two, a three. I mean, how many numbers can I throw into infinity?
1: It's infinite. I could never, yeah. I
2: could never fill it up, right? right? So how many objects can I acquire? How many concerts can I go to? How many relationships can I have?
1: If you, like, if you were a bored guy – this theory is perfect.
2: Them, yeah, but none of them would fulfill you because deep down you're infinite.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. If you were a bored god, this would make a thousand percent sense. And this, you know, in terms of not wanting to repeat the same thing. So, like having all these different fractals to live through or be through or, you know, this game yes. or illusion or whatever. You're constantly doing different things. You know. So,
2: it's 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 really one level up from that. Not only would this be a fun game to play, right? But the perfection of it is, since you are infinite, this has to be part of your infinite being. This conversation right now, in order for this being of consciousness to be infinite, this conversation right now has to occur. Mm. Now, We did not have to explore that occurrence. It could be like the blank behind me. I don't have to make it appear as a finite object, but it has to be being. It's occurring, it's just transparent. But by me setting up this uh, talk here, putting on the computer, I'm exploring that infinite being. I'm making it look finite for myself, and I can explore it. not only is it a fun game to play, but it's this is your being. this is what you are. You are this experience of having this little conversation right now mm-hmm. so
3: it's it's simultaneously a necessary part of your being, and it's also a way
2: to explore something other than yourself so it's it's a perfection this is a perfection beyond perfection it is mind-blowing once you really start seeing it it will scare you because it
3: is so perfect it's 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 terrifying
1: yeah i mean um i don't know i I read a lot of books and, and research a lot of stuff and obviously i've looked into a lot of the main guys that work on quantum physics and quantum mechanics and you know all that kind of stuff and I don't know. I I like your, your take on it for sure. I think that it's something new and different and um, I don't know. I think, like I said, I, I I have a tenuous grasp on it, but I'll continue to, you know, look at your videos and read your stuff. And I mean, I hope too, that, that your stuff does get peer reviewed or at least somebody looks at it and, you know, if nothing else gives you their opinion.
2: Yeah, well, what I have to do is write the book. So I will uh, be working on some episodes. I really enjoy doing the episodes. So I will keep making more episodes, and then I will write the book. I'm giving a – I was uh, going to
1: suggest that you write a book too, by yeah. the way, yeah.
2: I'm uh, giving a talk um, in San Jose. It's called Sand 2019. So in October, I think, 26. I don't know. I think Sand starts in October 23rd, but I think I'm giving the talk on a Saturday. Um, I will be giving a talk there. Um, on the double slit experiment, um, and then I'll be working on the book and things like that. It's it's just it's too this stuff is too radical. It's too huge for a paper. You can't understand it that way. And science is contextualized within physical materialism. So they're they don't they don't they just still see, they see this as woo. They to, to they are being religious and classifying something as woo without testing it. And the crazy thing is, is they have tested it 10,000 times huh. or more. They've done the double slit experiment, and they just cannot see actuality. They're seeing their beliefs.
1: Do you? Th- just- I was going to say, do you think, though, that there will come a point where we will know that by just doing all these experiments and observations and collecting all this data that it's actually not, I mean, yeah, we'll get better medicine and yeah, we'll do this other thing. But do you think that it'll get to a point where they'll realize, Hey, this is just this vicious circle that we, you know, it's this illusion that, like I said before that, you know, they're just observations that the future is going to behave the same way as the past within this game or whatever.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, Think it will happen? I mean, that's what the apocalypse is, right? So apocalypse—apocalypse <laughs> apocalypse does not mean fire and brimstone, right? It, I think it's—it uh, it means calypsus or something. I think that means uncovering.
1: Yeah, like lifting the veil, basically. Yes.
2: So the apocalypse would be where every apparent perspective realizes what they really are and how could you have that happen simultaneously with 9 billion people hmm maybe if we all had neural links all planted in our in our brains right and simultaneously some hacker or programmer or whatever right released you from the matrix simultaneously you'd have one massive like awakening happen And you'd have the singularity. You would have something like that. I don't know. Do you think this is what,
1: like, enlightenment is? Like, because obviously a lot of these... um,
2: Enlightenment is a very tricky topic because what do you mean by it? By
1: that, I mean um, people that that have these revelations, these Buddhists and, you know, um, Eastern philosophy and all this stuff that they meditate their whole lives and then they get to this one point and then they're just like, I get it. I understand
2: Yeah. yeah, and so that's this is the thing is I've had that moment I've become enlightened but then I come right back here, right? So I'm back I'm back I'm not. It's
1: I'm like just, a trap, right?
2: No longer enlightened. Uh. You know, yes, I re, I can understand that while I was enlightened for whatever, however long, okay, and now I'm back here. So everything I'm saying is limited. All limitations are by definition false because truth is unlimited. So everything I'm telling you, these are just beliefs and these are limited things and this is content and we're playing around here. Don't believe me, just figure stuff out for yourself. Right. Just use the content that I'm telling you to wake yourself up. When you wake up, you'll say, oh my God, I get it. Then you come back here and you say, okay, now I got it. I can't, I can't bring that, that enlightenment into this with me. But now that I know, that all that's here is consciousness. This is the only thing that's here. I know every other person that's not me is also this consciousness. It's me in disguise. So how would you treat that other person? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna treat that person terribly? You can if you want, because you know it's just you. You can cut off your own finger if you want, but are <laughs> you gonna do that? No. So once, once people wake up, once consciousness, it's not the people that is doing it, it's consciousness is doing it itself consciousness is the only thing that's making distinguishments it's the only thing that's making this content it's the only thing knowing this content it's the only thing that's here so when it decides okay everybody's gonna wake up at the same time it'll do it but you know we're just along for the ride
1: yeah I mean I what you said is actually interesting too because I've had moments too where I'm like oh I think I got it and then you go to bed and you wake up the next day it's like oh I'm just back in life you know so (laughs) it's almost like that's what sleep's there for maybe it's part of the game to keep resetting us you know
2: yeah when you realize you can't get it you got it Yeah. because you can't get it because again the thing that you can get is this finite set of interference it's the universe it's what you take to be as limited but you're missing the other three interference products you're missing the whole Mm -hmm. so when you realize this you're like okay I can never understand it as a finite object i can get it but by getting it i have to be it so in order to know the infinite you have to become infinite Mm -hmm. and when you're infinite then you're not interacting with any finite people there are no gurus walking around that are infinite because if they are walking around you know if they are doing this then they are finite so they can have a lot of like see this is This is where the woo comes in, right? A lot of it is just beliefs that these people hold. Most non-dual people are, non-duality is becoming, I guess, a thing now. So I guess people are waking up to it. But what they're doing is they're trying to make it into a religion. It is not. I see non-dual, you know, that your typical non-dual person is like, oh, it's all, we all got to be nice to each other in fairy tales and unicorns and stuff. No, 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 no being nice to each other is made out of knowing that you're not being nice to each other. Right. The concept of peace is knowing that it's not disturbance. Right. So if you're really non-dual, if you really understand, then you'll look at cluster bombs being dropped on innocent civilians as pure peace. But they don't see it that way.
1: Well, in the sense that that would create (laughs) people to then acknowledge... Know or know that that's wrong and do the opposite thing,
2: yeah. When you see that there is no right and wrong because they're made out of knowing each other, when you see what really is, is this infinite totality, then you're really being non dual. So it's really, really but it's really like
1: duality in non duality in the sense that you have to experience the duality to understand the non duality. Does that make sense?
2: No, because okay, so so like by non duality. Is consciousness, and it is understanding itself as itself in itself.
1: Right. Applies. I'm. A, I get, it
2: doesn't need to know duality right. to know itself. It knows itself intrinsically. It is knowing. So that's all it does is know.
1: But I'm just saying the it's way we like understand ignoring the, the, itself that's, by
2: knowing duality. That's what duality I'm saying. Duality occurs within non-duality, but it doesn't need duality to know non-duality. That's
1: what I meant. Like if you look at the world today, everything's binary. It's You know, Republican, Democrat, it's dark and light, it's, you know, good and evil. Everybody thinks in binary terms.
2: You can only think in binary terms. Right. That's the only way you can think. There's no other way. All other ways are made of those ways. Right. So, I mean, this is how you can make a computer. I think that's why people think
1: we're in a computer. (laughs) No, you're not. I know, but I'm just saying that's why people do think, though, that we
3: are.
2: Yeah, they, uh, it's, uh, You know a way for them to think about it and that's
3: fine Mm -hmm. so
2: um, no this is extremely interesting and extremely amusing I love it this is the this has been uh, the ride of a lifetime I'm extremely
1: I'm glad you uh, uh we got this to work though this was super fascinating um and uh I'm glad you know you're doing what you're doing because I think it's gonna take some out of the box thinking to you know push this thing forward and um yeah, you should name your book Knowing. Just, know, <laughs> just Knowing. Um,
2: uh, maybe. But yeah, see, the box that we're in is material physicalism. right? And we, the, the new box that we're going to jump into is singular consciousness. Mm-hmm. The singular consciousness box is also not the truth. Right. It is a framework. It is a contextualizing system of limits that will allow you to think inside that box. And the box will be conceptually understanding that all of this is consciousness but it won't be actual to actually understand all this consciousness it will dissolve the illusion of all those things so everything i'm saying is still limited it is still not the truth right it is just going to be conceptually true within the new paradigm right and so that's the shift that's going to come. So we're just going to shift the game into a, a, a new paradigm. And the reason why we're going to do it, I don't know. We want to play different games. You can't, just like you couldn't have satellites in Newtonian mechanics. If you wanted to play the game of having satellites, you need Einstein's mechanics. Because if you do not adjust for time dilation, right. you will drive your car off a cliff. Right. So to want, if consciousness wants to know, hey, what's, I'd like to have some GPS here, you gotta have Einstein. If you wanna know faster than light travel or some crazy ass uh, Star Trek type stuff, you're going to have to shift paradigms. You're going to have to align the concepts that you're knowing with actuality mm-hmm. better than what was in the past.
1: So this would be like the real singularity. When by that I mean, the word singularity is used for a number of things, from yes. the you know how we're going to integrate with technology, uh, what happens inside a black hole, all that kind of stuff.
3: Yes, I'm,
2: in fact, the mathematics that I use describes a conceptual singularity, a black hole. So mm-hmm. black hole thermodynamics is the closest I can get to describing an actual singularity not a conceptual singularity. Black holes and things out there, trillions of black holes, those are conceptual singularities. They are occurring in the actual singularity of consciousness. The actual singularity of consciousness makes all of that content. Hmm. And by us trying to figure out how black holes work, um, we've actually come up with great mathematics that describes the actual singularity. Right. Now that description is still wrong, it Mm -hmm. is still not the truth it is just a
3: mathematical description that points to the truth but it's going to be extremely powerful because just like
2: newton he was limited with what he could do if you want to do more stuff if you want iphones you need quantum mechanics you need to think in a different way you need to limit consciousness in a different way to explore that content and science should not fear non-duality science should not fear um, non-rationality because it's going to take science to a whole nother level once you give up the fear of losing what you have which you won't lose it you'll still have it just we just still have newtonian mechanics in fact it's way more easy to use it than einstein's because his calculations are so complex so to do everyday little things, yeah, you still use Newtonian mechanics. And the same thing will be happening in, in a physics of conscious singularity. You're still gonna use quantum mechanics the way it's written. It's just that you are going to understand what you're doing, how it's working. Right. And then you'll really be able to play with the content of your own being in new and crazy ways, which will be fun and will open up a whole new domain of science. It will be a science explosion. It will, It's not the end of science. It's the beginning of launching science. It's the beginning of joining up with, um, maybe enlightened beings in the universe. The illusion of enlightened beings in the universe. I mean, right. Have you have you ever wondered why you haven't met aliens? It's probably. Not I mean, it's been in
1: the n- it's been in the news. We've done a lot of episodes on it. There's all those sightings off the west coast there that uh, the navy acknowledged. They have no idea what they are you know Before it could be alien, how would aliens
2: con, and if
1: I'm not aliens even saying it's alien is, I'm just saying there's definitely UFOs though
2: no but um, what I'm saying is, is when you have an understanding of actuality when you really see it as a conscious singularity mm-hmm. that you know hey if I want to contact human beings I can do so at yeah, any it's time
1: part of the game
2: I could do so at any time they're occurring in me as me if they would contact you through consciousness
1: Right. Well, that's what (laughs) we had, did an interview with uh, Dr. Andrew Gallimore, who is, you know, a computational neurobiologist, but he does work with DMT and Dr. Rick Strassman from the spirit molecule. Um, And he wrote a book called Alien Information Theory, you know, that talks about when you do DMT, maybe you're contacting people or entities, you know, like we were talking about earlier, but also maybe through, you know, quantum entanglement, how, You could be traversing the stars through this portal kind of a thing um, in that sense. So like what you're saying kind of actually does make sense that, you know, that would just be another step or layer within this, what we would consider reality. Um, But let me ask you this. So if, if we are in this game or whatever, wouldn't it make sense to keep going the way it's going to maximize you know you know maximize the the playing field or the game
2: well i think this is what it is it's maximized i mean it's a perfection right so what's occurring is maximizing the game for every perspective right
1: that's what i'm saying so you're you're in a maximus so wouldn't it make sense that we, we start on earth let's just say we are the center i'm not saying we are but let's just say we are that we would continue out maybe we go to the moon we go to mars we keep you know branching out to the point where it goes throughout the entire universe again assuming that there's nothing already out there Um, but that it's like um, um, you know I don't even know how you would describe like a video game where you're building this world and you start with this most primary thing and then you keep building on it until you've got this whole universe of stuff and things and you know people and whatever
2: well every possibility is occurring right now so that's occurring right now. It's just that you're ignoring it. Okay. So, you can choose to explore human beings reaching right. out and going all over the universe. Right. You could choose to explore knowing a comet obliterating the earth and destroying everybody right now, if you wanted to. You could say, yeah, this was fun, but these guys never woke up. They were too dumb to right. put rockets. They were too dumb uh, they they pointed the rockets at each other and they put nuclear warheads on them when they should have been pointing the rockets uh, to the sky and of uh, diverting comets that are coming towards it. Right. So uh, we'll just throw a uh, we'll just lob a comet at them and uh, they're <laughs> all gone. Yeah, that's just fun. This just it's playing the same. You know, it's just it's playing for consciousness. Right. Just the same as exploring the universe. Sure. Consciousness doesn't have. It's infinite. It doesn't have attachments to any single thing. It loves and accepts all things. Otherwise they couldn't be. Hmm. The consciousness loves rapists and murderers. It loves them because they're occurring. If it didn't, they wouldn't occur. But they are a necessary part of consciousness. Consciousness does not just love and nourish good things. It loves bad things just as much. Because right. you would never know what a good thing was unless there was a bad thing. Right. So this thing is is terrifying for people because they they want all good and no bad they want to exist outside of consciousness
1: we've had uh, we've had people talk about again I keep going back to it but I think it actually is relevant and should be studied more in terms of what we're talking about but we've had people talk about their trip reports on DMT and we've had more than a few talk about how in that realm these entities good bad everything that they're these necessary actors that we don't understand but they get this feeling that there is no good or bad. it's everything's just this one thing and it's all necessary for some reason beyond their knowledge
2: yeah and the reason is it's necessary because it's infinite hmm. that which is infinite is unlimited So the being there of these, whatever they are, have to be there because it's infinite. This thing couldn't be infinite without the being there of all being. Well, (laughs) and and then this is just what people just cannot see as the illusion of perspectives that consciousness is is knowing.
1: And the the material physicalism aspect of it, scientists will say that oh, that's just your brain communicating with different parts of your brain or it's um your subconscious that you don't normally get to tap into you know so we've been throwing around that like the archetypes and that kind of stuff but um like i said it, your your work's very interesting and like i said i've we've talked to enough people on this show and from reading enough books and stuff i think that you you're on to something and i think that uh you should continue down this road because i think it'll lead somewhere
2: Oh, I have fun playing here. This is a, uh, this is a, it's too good to be true. <laughs> so uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, no problem. Is there anything you want to plug? I mean, we, you go to, people can go to your website at SethCostec.com. Uh, Yeah, My
2: website, my website is uh, just a placeholder. There's really nothing there. Um, I'm releasing content on YouTube. I think that's the thing. If you, uh, we have your
1: links actually down below, so people can yeah, go.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go to the channel, subscribe. Um, I should be a little bit more regular about content mm. releases, but I run a, uh, I run an entire company, so I. This is like my spare time here. Sure. Um, I, 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 I keep a, an entire company running, so that's that's what takes up most of my time. So. In my spare time, I make these videos and I write and I give little speeches about this stuff. Um, but I love making the videos so uh, so much that I really want to dedicate more time to them. So uh, they should be coming out more regular after I finish this uh, science and non-duality talk um, in October. Which check out uh, science and non-duality. There's a lot of good content there. Okay. Um, uh, but after I finish that, then I'll, I'll release. Uh, I'll, I'll dedicate the end of the year to making these videos and getting them out there and, uh, working on the book.
1: So. Yeah. Your, your channel school I checked out, you've got shorter versions of some of the videos, but then you've got, you know, one on Schrodinger's cat and the double slit experiment and, you know, the, yeah, le-
2: and, and that's the other little thing is that if you want short versions or short little tidbits of content, follow me on Twitter. It's at Seth caustic and, uh, I don't overload. I don't try to tweet out things every day. I will respond to people. So um.
1: that's actually how I found out about you too. Was we were, <laughs> I think you said something. You commented about something uh, the Sean Carroll interview on Joe Rogan, the most recent yeah. one. And I checked out your page. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. You know, because I that the the materialism stuff doesn't really resonate me with me either from things that I've experienced and stuff. So, um, but
2: yeah, I I mean as the illusion of a human being. I don't live my life walking around saying, oh, it's all consciousness. <laughs> I live my life like I'm a physical, material human being. Right. I just understand what this is made of. Mm-hmm. It's made of consciousness. It's made, it's described by quantum physics, relativity, and holography, how this is occurring. Mm-hmm. If you combine those things together, um, you will have a
3: mathematical description pointing to what's here and that's kind of what's captured in my paper
1: yeah check out his paper too you can download it on his website um again all of his information is down below uh subscribe to our channel you can check us out on patreon slash mike and maurice um and uh that's it man thank you for coming on and we'll get you on again actually this was fun we'll we'll try and make it work with the maurice next time uh yeah uh
2: you guys should give these guys money because they need to buy more equipment so (laughs) give them money these are great episodes uh i love you mike and
3: uh take care love you too man have a good one peace